Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossade, S.J. Book 2, Chapter 2, Section 4. God does all for a soul of goodwill. The conduct of a soul raised to a state of abandonment with regard to this twofold manifestation of the good pleasure of God. Souls called by God to a life of perfect abandonment resemble in this respect our Lord, his Holy Mother, and St. Joseph. The will of God was, to them, the fullness of life. Submitting entirely to his will, as to precept and inspiration, directly it was made manifest to them, they were always in complete dependence on what we might call the purely providential will of God. From this it follows that their lives, although extraordinary in perfection, showed outwardly nothing that is not common to all and quite ordinary. They fulfilled the duties of religion and of their state as others do, and in apparently the same way. For the rest, if one scrutinizes their conduct, nothing can be discovered either striking or peculiar. All follows the same course of ordinary events. That which might single them out is not discernible. It is that dependence on the supreme will which arranges all things for them and in which they habitually live. The divine will confers on them a complete self-mastery on account of the habitual submission of their hearts. Therefore, the souls in question are, by their state, both solitary and free, detached from all things in order to belong to God, to love him in peace, and to fulfill faithfully the present duty according to his expressed will. They do not allow themselves to reflect, to neglect, nor to think of consequences, causes, or reasons. It is enough for them to go on simply, accomplishing their plain duties, just as if there did not exist for them anything but their present obligation and their duty to God. The present moment, then, is like a desert in which the soul sees only God whom it enjoys and is only occupied about those things which he requires of it, leaving and forgetting all else and abandoning it to divine providence. The soul, like an instrument, neither receives interiorly more than the operation of God effects passively nor gives exteriorly more than the same operation applies actively. This interior application is accompanied by a free and active cooperation, which is at the same time infused and mystical. That is to say that God, finding in this soul all the necessary qualifications for acting according to his laws and satisfied with its goodwill, spares it the trouble of doing so. 
by bestowing all that would otherwise be the fruit of its efforts or of its effectual goodwill. It is as though someone, seeing a friend preparing for a troublesome journey, would go on in his stead, so that the friend would have the intention of going, but be spared the trouble of the journey. Yet, by this impersonation, he would have gone himself, at least virtually. This journey would be free, because it would be the result of a free determination taken beforehand to please the friend, who then takes upon himself the trouble and expense. It would also be active because it will be a real advance, and it will be interior because effected without outward activity. And finally, it will be mystical because of the hidden principle it contains. But to return to that kind of cooperation that we have explained by this imaginary journey, you will observe that it is entirely different from fidelity in the fulfillment of obligations. The work of fulfilling these is neither mystical nor infused, but free and active as commonly understood. Therefore, abandonment to the good pleasure of God contains activity as well as passivity. In it, there is nothing of self, but an habitual general goodwill, which, like an instrument, has no action of itself, but responds to the touch of the master, while in his hands it fulfills all the purposes for which it was formed. Intentional and determined obedience to the will of God is, in the ordinary order of vigilance, care, attention, prudence, and discretion. Although ordinary efforts are sensibly aided or begun by grace, leaving God then to act for all the rest, reserve for yourself at the present moment only love and obedience which virtues the soul will practice eternally. This love, infused into the soul in silence, is a real action of which it makes a perpetual obligation. It ought, in fact, to preserve it faithfully and to maintain itself constantly in those dispositions resulting from it, all of which, it is evident, cannot be done without action. The action, however, is quite different to obedience to the present duty, by which the soul so disposes its faculties as to fulfill perfectly the will of God made manifest to it exteriorly without expecting anything extraordinary. This divine will is to the soul in all things its method, its rule, and its direct and safe way. It is an unalterable law which is of all times, of all places, and of all states. It is a straight line, which the soul must follow with courage and fidelity, neither diverging to the right, nor to the left, nor overstepping the bounds. Whatever is over and above must be received passively, as it carries on its work in abandonment. In a word, 
the soul is active in all that the present duty requires, but passive and submissive in all the rest, about which there should be no self-will, but patient waiting for the divine motion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Notice how Father de Cossade begins this complex chapter. He begins with the Holy Family. He begins with Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And he says that what he's saying in this book, what he's saying about perfection, what he's saying about abandonment to divine will is true above all in the lives of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. In other words, everything he's saying in this book is a kind of commentary, an extension of what the Gospels tell us about the Holy Family. What is the secret source of their activity? Where our Lord tells us, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how I long for it to be accomplished. The will of his father was the food of Jesus Christ. But what about Mary? What does she tell the angel? Let it be done to me according to thy word. Let it be done to me, fiat. In other words, Mary's great word to God, her first word, recorded word in, to God through the angel is a word of submission, of acceptance. And that yes to God, that acceptance of the plan of God was an echo of what Jesus Christ said when he came into the world. Sacrifice and oblation you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. Lo, I come to do your will. That's what the book of Hebrews says, Christ said when he came into the world. Lo, I come to do your will. So what Christ came to do, what he makes possible for humanity, that is abandonment to divine providence, abandonment to the will of God, whether of precept or inspiration, that abandonment, that fidelity, that submission echoes into the heart of Mary. Mary is the first fruits of his salvation. What Jesus did, what he would do, Mary also does. In view of what Christ would do, God gave Mary this yes. The grace to say yes. Of course, she had to be cooperating. 
she had to say yes on her own. God will not do everything in us. There is a real cooperation, Father Dukasad say. So Jesus says yes, and Mary says yes. Well, what about Joseph? Well, what did he do when he heard Mary was pregnant? He pondered, he thought about what he should do, and he determined that he should separate himself quietly from her and go off. But then the angel said, Joseph, do not be afraid. And rising from sleep, Joseph took Mary as his wife. Joseph shows this kind of abandonment. We don't know a lot about St. Joseph, but this is what we know. That he was a man of obedience to God's will, of abandonment, of fidelity. And that key is what de Cossard is talking about. He's expanding on the life of the Holy Family. He's trying to apply it to our lives. He's trying to show that in every saint, in every age, this is the basic plan. The path to sanctity is not complicated. It's not easy, but it's not super complicated. Oh, Holy Family, show us the way. Lord Jesus, help us to be like Mary. Help us to be like St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.